Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for April 18th, 2020. It's the birthday of famed African-American tenor George Shirley, born on this day in 1934 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Shirley was the first African-American tenor to perform a leading role at the Metropolitan Opera Company in New York City. Shirley made his professional debut with a small opera company in Woodstock as Eisenstein in Strauss's Die Mouse* in 1959, and he made his European debut in Italy as Rodolfo in Puccini's La Boheme. In 1960, at the age of 26, Shirley won a National Arts Club scholarship competition, and the following April, he was the first black singer to win the Metropolitan Opera National Council auditions. Shirley had a career with the Metropolitan Opera that spanned 11 seasons. Having sung more than 80 leading roles, Shirley has appeared in most of the leading opera houses throughout the world, including London's Royal Opera House, Opera Berlin, Lyric Opera of Chicago, and many more. Among his many achievements, which include a Grammy Award-winning recording of Ferrando and Mozart's Così Fan Tutte, Shirley has had a profound effect on countless students as a multi-award-winning teacher in his almost 40 years as a professor at the University of Maryland, University of Michigan, and at the Aspen Music Festival and School. In 2015, Shirley was awarded the National Medal of Arts by U.S. President Barack Obama, and in 2016 was a recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from the National Opera Association at their annual convention. Master singer, educator, and trailblazer George Shirley turns 84 years old today. I once had the great fortune of working with Mr. George Shirley as a masterclass participant while in college, seems like a thousand years ago, thanks to my longtime teacher and pupil of Shirley's, Dr. Mark Goodrich, and I still carry with me the valuable generosity and expertise that Mr. Shirley so freely imparted on that day. Thanks, Dr. Mark, and thank you, George. I'm still chugging along. Also on this day in 1930, at the top of its nightly news segment, the BBC Radio announced, There is no news. The night before Good Friday, the UK's Home Office was desperate to deny a newspaper account of an interview with the Home Secretary. Since newspapers wouldn't be published over the Easter holiday, they had only one option for their announcement of denial, the BBC's Evening Radio News. Well, within 24 hours, that was it. The evening of Good Friday came and went, and the untold issues were no longer news. The BBC's newsroom had recently installed agency tape machines, which fed the editorial staff more stories than they could keep up with. Meanwhile, the government had also gotten on board and would flood the newsroom with official announcements. But on April 18, 1930, for some reason the tape machines came up dry. So what did the editorial staff do? According to the BBC, listeners who tuned in to hear the bulletin on Good Friday itself were informed, there is no news. Then, for the remaining 15 minutes, were treated to classical piano. The wireless service then returned to broadcasting from the Queen's Hall in Langham Palace, London, where the Wagner opera, Parsifal, was being performed. 
Obviously, these days, the BBC has more staff and more capacity than it did back in 1930. But it also had a different definition of what the news is. Also, just as a side note, back then, announcers were anonymous, and they wore dinner jackets to work, out of respect for the music and drama performers, who had to dress up to entertain in the evening. I can't imagine an evening without news these days, but it sounds just grand. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.